are you? I'm like, at the time, maybe 25. Right. I'm young. He's mm-hmm. like, man, you, you got an old soul. I'm like, yeah, man, I just, yeah. I've been grinding for a long time. I just know where I want to go. And yeah. it's just, it's just how I look at everything. Welcome to another riveting episode of the Bottom Line Sports Talk Podcast. Yes, sir. So, once again, I am Gary. I am Kerry. And we delving into a lot of different things. We finally getting a chance to get our first guest in here. Uh, before we do that, I'd like to say, if y'all can, in your personal time, give us a hand clap or give me a hand clap, I should say. Let's give ourselves a hand clap. No, 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 no. no. I'm just talking about first being on okay. Apple Podcast. Yeah, okay. We're finally on there. I give, I said, I'll give us a hand clap. supposed to <laughs> slow clap at first. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, we're on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, the Bottom Line Sports Talk. That is the name of the podcast. The Bottom Line Sports Talk. We also have a website, bottomlinesportstalk.com. Yes, sir. Bottomlinesportstalk.com. We're also live on a few different things. We got a few different articles out there. We have a music section we added there. We have sports one-on-one. We got some basketball articles, some football articles, some think pieces, just things that make you feel engaged, wonderfully made and what we ask that you do whenever you do visit the website and or listen to us is subscribe subscribe to the podcast subscribe to the website all that good stuff i'm rambling i'm sorry no no you good hey everything to what you said plus mvc what's that most valuable content man actually we gotta we're gonna paraphrase that here soon we're gonna take your saying What's that? I'll tell you at the end. All right. <laughs> but without Keep further without further ado, I I guess, Mr. Well, no, let me get in the backstory. So mm. I've known this man for a while. Inspirational. Guy I like to call brother if, if I can. Uh sometimes, you know, it's a little shaky. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it ain't formed the right, right way all the time. No, I'm just playing. But this guy right here, um, Consider him like a little brother since he is a little younger. Uh, very inspirational, motivational. Always. A guy who got who has some real great morals. And somebody who has a bright future ahead of him. Mm-hmm. No matter what he does. Uh, this guy's name is Nicholas Bedford. Nick! Nick, Nick. Nick, Nick. <laughs> Nick Jr. Nick Jr. <laughs> Nickelodeon. So, Nick, man, how you doing today? Doing well, guys. Doing well. How y'all? Man, can't complain, man. Can't complain. Can't complain, man. Well, well, Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, man, just starting off, I just want to say thank you for having me on your talk show. Oh, no, you good, bro. But anyway, I want to say uh, thank you for having me on the Bottom Line podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, it's, it's actually an honor to be on, man. This is actually my one of my first interviews. I mean, besides something like school or something yeah. like that. Yeah, um, yeah. But just a little bit about myself, man. I'm, I'm 28, from Ruston, Louisiana, born and raised, so I'm a native. Uh, most of my family is here in Ruston, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
As far as education wise, man, I got my master's and my bachelor's from Grand State University. Man. Represent, <laughs> represent, represent. <laughs> Grand fan, we in this thing Grand already, fan. already. Um, I have a BS in uh, business management, yeah, and a master's in sports administration. Mm. So a lot of people ask me a lot about, you know, why did I go into sports mm-hmm. and get my master's in sports instead of getting an MBA? And business. I was right. like, well, you know, I, I always wanted to be in sports. And I always wanted to be close to it and mm-hmm. around the game a lot and actually doing a lot of things with, like, just doing recreation stuff for kids yeah. and maybe having, like, some camps or something in the future Okay, to help out. That's always been a dream of mine as well. So here we are today. I'm with y'all. Yeah. What's, what, yeah. Sport, what sports did you play, man? I only played football, man. I was football. a football guy. I sucked in basketball. So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, kind of you on the short side. On the short side. Right, on the short side. <laughs> so, everybody, you know, when I used to play, man, I used to be a defensive guy. I never okay. really. Like to hit people, bro. That's what we had in common. Come in, we don't like to get hit on the wrist and top of our five. You know? All right. Uh, here y'all go. Here you go. We, we don't want to sit up there and call foul on the wrist play. Nah, you got to take this pass to the fence, and it better be worth it. And you better still catch the ball and make sure you hit the man, whatever it be. Well, see, I was a linebacker, so, man. You, you know, know, you had to hit somebody. Huh? I couldn't, my hands weren't worth the crap. <laughs> my coach just put me a linebacker, but he told me I had some of the best best movement and the best finesse hands. Oh, uh, really? For us fighting off blockers oh, and stuff yeah. like that. When oh, I, you yeah. know, so, you know, I used to play stand up defensive end. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to be actually. Gotta have some finesse to you. Yeah. Next, pay them with a little speed. So that was me. Yeah, man. I ain't mad at it, man. I ain't mad at it. Well, before we get into actually, you know, why we have you on here, like, what's one thing I guess you want us, uh, want our audience to know about you, like, in terms of what you may have coming up, some of your plans in the future, whatever it may be. Uh, right now, uh, not to give you guys too much, a little, you know, just a little <laughs> bit about me and what's going on currently. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm trying to, I'm trying to start a sports agency, mm-hmm. and I want to be, I want to specialize in multiple sports, not just football. Mm-hmm. I want to have maybe some certifications in, in basketball, mm-hmm. maybe even soccer, FIBA. You know, oh, really? I, I, you know, it's I'm outside the box. I like to do outside the box thing. It's a big market for soccer too. It's, yeah. it's the number one yeah. sport in the world. We we can't just think, you know, we can't think just national wise or globally. Number one sport in the world, and they get it's paid. Yeah. They are getting paid. Yeah, I, you know, even baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. A lot of people ask me about, hey, man, would you manage baseball? Of course I would. I would do anything that I think is feasible to me and yeah. the client, not just myself. Right. Yeah. I want to be able to be an inspiration and help my you know, my yeah. people look out and understand contracts and understand the CBAs mm-hmm. of different leagues and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's, that's one thing that I do. So. Yeah. yeah. From the time that I've known you, definitely trustworthy. Like if I if I had any kids or male or female, if they were going out there, then I would definitely call you first because it seemed like you have a good head on your shoulders and you know what you're talking about. So big shout out to you for doing that, man. Huge shout out. Man, I appreciate that. I actually uh, what's funny to me is I've had, I've talked with with people, parents, like mm-hmm. kids, parents. They said, man, how old are you? And I tell them, you know, at the time, I might have been 25, 26 years old when I first broke into it trying to be yeah. an agent. Yeah. It took me a little time because it actually takes time. Mm. I went back and got my master's, so it takes a little time for that yeah. as well. Uh, talking to, like, different uh, different clients, yeah. parents, they're like, hey, man, you how old are you? I'm like, at the time, I'm maybe 25. Right. I'm young. He's mm. like, man, you, you got an old soul. I'm like, yeah, man, I just, yeah. I've been grinding for a long time. I just know where I want to go. And yeah. It's just... This is how I look at everything. Man, quick quick question. Do you ever get nervous 
I have. Do you have like a crazy, embarrassing story you have to say, or do you get nervous talking to pe- to kids' parents or anything like that? Well, you know, I've been I've been kind of talking to a lot of people, you know, off and on on the phone and stuff like that. So I'm kind of used to okay. customer customer service. Customer service. <laughs> <laughs> like we say, I've been running for a long time. Air quotes in this. Air quotes. <laughs> you know, um, the only thing that I kind of get nervous about is like speaking in front of a lot a large crowd of people. Understood. Mm-hmm. But Understood. at the same time, it, it's a warm up. So when I warm myself up to it, I'm comfortable. Yeah. So initially, I might be kind of nervous, but. As they go on, I'm good. Oh, you probably Everything phase out. So. This is up, man. I definitely appreciate that. Well, man, oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say because with anything new that you do do, it, when it is new, kind of look like, all right, man, I got to do all of this. But I guess my saying is wrong wasn't built in a day and repetition, of course, is the father of learning. So once you start doing it again and again and again, then I think everything else will just be, you'll be fine. You're good. Yeah, I, you know, I've, I've always, I'm always around older people, and they always tell me, man, anything that's that's worth having, you got to work hard to get it, and ain't gonna work happen overnight. So I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not a microwave person. I like Facts. to, yeah. to bake it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, when yeah, it yeah, come yeah. out, it's, it's perfect. I love and that. If it got to go back in there again, that's what's gonna make it even better. All right. Yeah. 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 So, you gotta start somewhere. So let me ask you this: So if the audience doesn't know. You want to be NFL agent. That's that's the first step right there. That is actually uh, I'm 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 in the process. Yeah, in the process. I'm, I'm at the door. Okay. I just, two feet at the door. I'm knocking on it. I'm just trying to. <laughs> if I had to bust it down, yeah, I bust it down. I'm about to say I think that, I think that's all we know how to do it anyway. Though you got to come through the window. You can't go through the door. Yeah. But all right. So you want to be an NFL agent? We're knocking at the door right now. I know you said football was your favorite sport, but what makes you want to jump into that first? What makes you want to relate to, and you know, being an NFL agent to relate to people that want to pursue that path? You know, uh, I'm going to just give a, a, a real, real life situation and scenario why and how I became or wanted to become an agent. Uh, it's, it's multiple situations, but this one in particular probably stands and sticks with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day um, I was riding, we, we was up in Seattle, Washington, and uh, I had a few family members that played in the NFL as well. So okay. my backstory with the NFL is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was riding with uh, Michael Green. I'm pretty sure you guys yeah. know him, hometown mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Strong safe to play for the Bears. Right. And Seahawks. And actually, at the time, we was in Seattle, Washington. And uh, I was talking to him about, we was actually just having a conversation about family ties, different different things. And uh, his agent ended up texting him. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, uncle, who that is? And he was like, uh, that's my agent, man. He just texted me about a watch deal. I was like, okay. I said, what are you, you know, I'm. I'm in high school at the time, so I'm maybe like 17 or 16 okay. years old. So this is, you know, this is a long-term dream for me. You know, I've been trying to fight this battle for a long time. Yeah. So, so he was telling me about the deal. I said, I said, uh, what, what, you know, what kind of, what kind of deal is it? He was like, well, you know, um, if I can remember the parameters around everything and how everything mm-hmm. pretty much went, it mm-hmm. was almost like a. He had some bronze spurs in his in his ankle. Right. And he wasn't playing a whole lot, so his his agent was like, "Hey, you know, due to you not starting or not playing a lot this year due to injury, the watchmaker can only give you this particular mm-hmm. incentive for this deal at mm-hmm. this time." And I was like, oh. "To me, that was very interesting, but I never said anything to him about it. You know, as the time went on, me and him talked about it, and I told him, "Hey, man, look, I want to be an agent. I want to do this. I want to do that." Right. But back to that, let's rewind back to that. 
that that was very inspiring to me. I always wanted to go to the practice facility and see okay. how everything goes and look at look at the team structure and see mm-hmm. how they view the players and have them set up for for practice and stuff like that. Okay. And I actually wanted to meet his agent and I actually wanted to talk business with the agent and see what can I do mm-hmm. or what kind of steps can I take at a high school level yeah. to say, hey, I, I want to do this. Right. Yeah. And that's why, you know, pretty much all I got started. That's why I'm not, I mean, there's it, it many other stories that I could tell you that yeah. made me almost like confirmation, like, yeah, you should do this. That's right. what you should do. But that is the one that really That's the you. one. Hey, I like that, man. I like that. That's an ambition at, at an early age in high school. And you just with your uncle, that's your uncle, Michael Green. You with your uncle, agent right there, calling him, and you just get that fight. All it takes is a spark. It's just it, that's all it took was that one spark to say, "Hey, I think this is what I'm meant to do." It's, it's you know when you're around people, you just never know how people impact your life. And mm-hmm. you know that was quiet. I never told him, "Hey, man, I want to do this." Yeah. You know, at the early age like that. But that was something that will always ride with me and stick with me forever. So yeah. I'm just sharing that story. A lot of people. Yeah, man. No, that's, that's, that's what's up, man. That's deep. Well, let me ask you this. Because mm-hmm. that story, you know, kind of sparked this question in my head. So what would set you apart from other agents? You know, once you get in this field, you know, it's got to be something that's going to set you apart. It's got to be something that's going to make somebody draw to you first. And, you know, other people may have longevity, but you being a young cat, what would set you apart from other ones? I, you know, that, that, that makes total sense. I agree with that. I mean, I, I get the question mm-hmm. asked a lot. Um, actually, there's another story about this same particular okay. deal. Now y'all making me go into my uh, arsenal. Story. You got to go in your bag, yeah, bro. Right. We're trying to get you in your bag. Uh, <laughs> I have a best friend. I'm not going to state his name. Yeah. Oh, apparently, because yeah. uh, I don't know how he feels about me you know, speaking about his name. Yeah. Understood. But at the same time, I mean, he played at Louisiana Tech. He was uh, he was a player. He was a great player at Tech. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and him talked, man. I kept his letters. I actually, today... Today, in 2019, all the way from, let's see, when he played, maybe 13, 14, 12. Mm-hmm. Really? I still got his letters from different squads, hitting him up, even wow. in junior college. You know, I still, even like uh, some of the NFL teams talking to him and stuff like that, I have letters of him and them saying, hey, we want you. We want you to come play for us. We want you to do this. Yeah. And I said, bro, I don't know what I got to do. But I'm going. I'm, I'm gonna be your agent, bro. Right. I'm gonna do everything that's required to get to this level to be your agent. So today I'm at the door. I'm knocking on the door, trying to get in there. Right. And I held up my bargain up. The, right, right, right. The agreement. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of things don't work out the way it's planned. Because I, I was, right. I went to school in Mississippi originally. I wasn't always a grandma. Mm-hmm. I went to school in Mississippi. Uh, I did a lot of things over there, but a lot of things didn't pan out the way I wanted to be. I wanted to be a football player. I wanted mm-hmm. to play in the NFL. So this is the route that I wanted to take. To say, hey. I, sometimes you got to face reality and say, I can't. Yeah. I can't. It ain't meant for me, right? So right. I just, when I got the gram, a lot of things didn't work out. I tried out for the football team. A lot of people don't know that. Okay. And, That's uh, what's up. A lot of information was lost yeah. and stuff like that. And I said, you know what? This may be God telling me, don't. Let's, let's try something. Let's different. try a different band. Yeah. So back to the question about you asking me what was set me apart, I think that I'm committed. Yeah. I'm very yeah. much a committed person, and, and I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that my player, mm-hmm. my client, I don't want to call him a client. I want to call him a friend. Because mm-hmm. I, I got to be able to have a great relationship with these people. Mm-hmm. I got to make sure that my friend or client or whatever anybody else want to call him, mm-hmm. that he has the best opportunity to win. And I'm not talking about on the field. 
I'm not talking about off the field. I'm talking about life. Life in general. Yeah. Everything, man. Yeah. I wanted to win. Whether it be contract negotiation, whether it be a house yeah. that he's going up to look at, whether it be him calling me about his brother asking for too much money, mm. or maybe he just want to talk about family, family right. ties, family problems, whatever. I want to be able to be that guy to say, hey, man, it's, it's 2, 3 a.m., bro. You okay? Mm-hmm. Do I need to come see you? Do I need to come pick you up? Or whatever the case may be. Or do I need to go pick up your daughter? Or do I need to make sure she's safe? Or, yeah. But man, you, you have big agents like, uh, I ain't gonna name them names. They just look at them, they just look at them like, boom. It's money. It's just money. Yeah. It's a hundred million dollars, or and I'm gonna get this percentage off of it. That's, that's all they care about. Yeah. And to be honest with you guys, or uh, I started actually, uh, I work under this agency, Sports Management Worldwide. Actually, uh, I've been under them since 2014. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. So, a lot of people don't know, but it's on my Instagram. You know, you can follow my Instagram. But I actually signed a, a, a NFL linebacker. Really? And he actually retired at this point. Okay. His name is Monty Simmons. Great guy. Actually, this is a story about him. I talked to him. I said, "Hey, bro." I said, "Uh, why? You know, why you, why you, why you just now looking for a new agent?" He's like, "Man, I, I, I've been calling my old agent. I don't get no response from him. I don't hear from him." I said, "So you telling me he just got the money and left?" He was like, "Yeah, man, he got the money and left. And I haven't heard from him, and it's been going on almost six months to a year." And I'm like. Okay, we need to send a termination letter to him and right. see what we can do. Right. Now, keep in mind, I'm not a certified contract advisor. I actually work under an agency, so they have to do everything mm-hmm. to make sure that it lines up with the NFL. Yeah. So the NFL is the only business that requires the contract advisor. I'm not going to say the only, but you cannot have runners. They used to be able to have runners mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm, at this particular agency in the NFL, I'm, I'm considered an advisor, an agent advisor. Okay. So I advise and I do this and that, but I have me and a, and a certified contract advisor with the NFL mm-hmm. actually kind of negotiate contracts and we actually make sure that the client is is okay. Right. But as far as like off the field issues or whatever the case may be, I'm the first point of contact as far as like the the, the client will call and say, right. hey, man, you know, we need to address this, we need to look at this, we need to look at that. But any kind of the contract negotiations, the agent that's certified with the NFL PA mm-hmm. is the one that goes and, and talks with the, yeah. the the team owners and such and such. Mm-hmm. So man, you built that trust you built that trust with that guy. Man. And I but you'll be surprised that like I might have even some emails in my in my in my folder that uh-huh. I've I've had a ton of emails from different clients and different people that wanna be represented, but you it, it, in this particular business, you have to make sure that you're making the best decision for yourself as well because Ooh, it can get yeah. expensive. So. Yeah, so. and I, I know all the tra- I know you probably would have to travel a lot. I know you would probably have to go from hotel to hotel. Yeah. It's a lot of wear and tear on your body, but I, I know with you, I know you like you said, you're dedicated, you committed, and I know the the best thing from the stories that you told us is you gained that trust. Yeah. If you once you gain that trust and they can call you not my agent, not whoever, but I can call you as my friend, my brother. You yeah. can you can come over to the family, you visit you visit my family whenever you want to. It's whatever I whatever you want me to do, I can do. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. And that's how it should be. That's how it should be. And I know a lot of times you see a lot of players where whether it's basketball, 
football, boxing, mm-hmm. UFC, women's boxing. I ain't going to say women because I don't see too many women blowing their money. But stuff like that happens when you don't have that friendship and that person that you could say, hey, can you kind of let me know what I need to do with this? Is this a smart idea? And I've seen, you know, situations where people have actually went bankrupt. They don't, right. you know, they don't have the money anymore because of, I'm not gonna say it's the agent's fault or nothing. No, no, no. Then, you know, at the end of the day, we all grown and we, yeah. we make our own decisions. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like, an agent standpoint, you, you a life coach, man. Right. You, you want to let these people know that, hey, bro, you out that Rolls Royce you just bought, maybe you spent, right. you did too much. Yeah. Now you're gonna have to. Play sixteen games, which is a whole season. I see it. Try to <laughs> 16, 17 weeks of paycheck, right? <laughs> money bag because your contract is not that big. So you have to make advised decisions yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying? Not ill advised, but you have to be very mm-hmm. advised and make and make sure you're attentive and make sure you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So and, and what? Oh, oh, oh yeah. quick question for you, uh, NFL wise. Mm-hmm. When the season when the season is over, do and this may be a crazy question. When the season knows for NFL players, do they still get their paychecks like month to month, week to week, or that's a wrap? So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, man. No question is a bad question. Okay, you know, I think that that's why I'm here to educate people. And it's, a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You think that it's a seasonal thing, but it's really not. It's 17 games. You get paid 17 one seventeenth of a check each game, man. So it's it's broken up into 17 installments, and you. Yeah. If you get cut after the seven game, you missing ten game checks right. that you thought you was gonna have. Or if you get signed mm-hmm. in week ten, you only can make the rest of the, the season. Yeah, you you ain't wow. gonna make you ten know, weeks prior <laughs> in the next one. So if they put you on there and say, "Oh, this guy signed a fifteen million dollar contract and it's in week ten, you're not gonna get you're not getting fifteen million. It's gonna look good on on TV. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to yeah. Well, I mean, to the to the average person when they look, and we are gonna get in the net soon. To the average person when they look, they sit up there and see you know a hundred million dollar deal, and they don't understand that yeah, guaranteed money is great. But like you say, I go buy me ten Rolls Royces, go buy my mama's house, go make sure my homeboy set up. I done went through that guaranteed money. Now I got to go live off this forty million. But that forty million ain't coming in a year. It's coming over the span of three, four, five years. So you, you, so you got to live off. <laughs> you got to make sure a seventeenth of a four of a four year contract. NFL player always told me his body is his money maker. It is. Yeah. It is. So if you if, if your money maker ain't right, mm-hmm. you might not get that sweet, sweet volumes, right? You might not get that money. And just, and just imagine, like, hold on, like, just imagine with that, like, if you don't even make the playoffs, like, that's a wrap. Like so, your season could really be over. <laughs> well, like like he said, it's it's That's all crazy. about it's all about not necessarily your background because not everybody has the same background. It's about having the right people around you. Um, I think I'm gonna drop his name. Let me just say his first name. We'll get into his other credentials another time with him when we bring him on. But James, you know, I think he he said it plain and simple to us, and it just it spoke volumes. You thought it was he was a god in my eyes. I was like when he said, "Man, we are trying to win small wins, mean something." I was like, "Whoa." That's actually my operations guy. No, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't my know if you wanted name. to drop his name or not. That's why I was like, you know, "Just gonna he, say his first okay. name." That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We want, we want just to drop speak it. a little bit about him, man. I, you know, when I first met him, I think that he was, I was like, "Wow, you know, this is a great guy." Yeah. You know, I, I need to figure out how I can get close to this guy because mm-hmm. he, I see a lot of myself into what he, mm-hmm. what he's preaching. Right. 
But anyway, that's a different story. Yeah, that's a different story, a different day. But <laughs> but, but but you know what though, Gary? You, you asked me again, and I'm now I'm coming to think about it. You asked me what set me apart. I think that I'm not a background guy. I don't have the background that some of these mm-hmm. big agents have, or I don't have the funding, or I don't have everything that they have. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes it more enjoyable to me to follow every step of the process to make sure that hey, you know, I'm I'm here to. Be sure that I'm the best agent you probably yeah. ever talk to, yeah. and I'm here for your best interest and not the team's best interest. Because right. I will get into this. Yeah, we- <laughs> but I'm right. gonna let me let you know this: that the NFL and the NFL PA is not the same. Right. The NFL PA is on behalf of the players. The Play NFL, that's right. Yeah. The NFL is team owners and team mm-hmm. execs and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and them the ones that. Talk to the NFLPA to make sure that the contracts are great, right. and the NFLPA looks over everything. But NFLPA and the NFL is not the same. Don't we? We don't need to get that confused. We need to know that. No, that's, right. that's, that's no. very important. A lot of people do not know that. two two different factions. That's NFLPA, which is NFL yeah. National Football League Player yeah. Association, no, right. and the NFL is the league. Like you said, that's yeah. the one bar none. That's a separate part. They don't right. play. Like that's the funding. So it's, <laughs> so it's the NFL, which is, like you said, the National Football League. And then you have the NFLPA, which is the National Football League Players Play Association. Association. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know what that is, but we we go get into it. We're going to get into it. Well, before we go on our first little break, let me ask you this, because I had a couple questions come up in my mind. Uh, what's the biggest misconception about an agent and what they do? <laughs> I think uh, a lot of people think that the life is glamorous. <laughs> right. It's, it's all about the money. Yeah. You, you just go and you look all lavish and you have these nice things yeah. and you have these great clients, but you got to grind, man. Yeah. Grind. So, I think that's what I appreciate so much about it because that's me all day. Like, you know, we, we talked about it even before, you know, our other ventures led us to this path right here. We just grind. Like when you told me, when you remember when we helped you move, man, I said, oh, Oh, you got books. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a book guy, so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely getting into reading. If you knew anything about my background, you know I couldn't stand reading growing up. So, that's, that's, so but, but, now, you have to. but you have to. That's the only way you're going to continue to evolve and learn. This is a live podcast, by the way. I just want to say, man, I tell my mom all the time, Mom, we got to read. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 but, yeah, we have to read. She's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, but you have to. You got to read because read. it's now we in a world where it's led by big corporations mm-hmm. and it's led by lawyers, so you have to actually read. You got to be able to read. And I and on a and this is on the same note that you guys are talking about, but I don't know if our listeners out there ever heard of the show called The Wire. Uh, I want to say the character's name was Brother Mazone. And he had, uh, I guess, his assistant told him to get him a book to read. And at 10 o'clock at night outside in Baltimore, his assistant said, Brother Mazzone, man, why you want to read all these books? And Brother Mazzone said, in layman's terms, yeah, said, I'm, I'm going to ask you a serious question. What's the, who's the most dangerous person in the world? And Brother Mazzone said, a brother with a library card. That said, I was like, that made so much sense. Man. And some people, some people don't get it, but like you guys said, you do have to read. So that's the simplest thing. Read knowledge is power. It's fundamental, man. It's man. fundamental, and knowledge is power. They hide. Knowledge is power. It's a lot of stuff that they bury in these books. Like I have here, that big old Bible that you're looking at, yeah. which is the Bible with NFL. 
Yeah, they, they be everything that you, you know, the average person on the surface can't see. You know, we, you guys may look at the NFL and look at ESPN and see a big flashing light saying, oh, this, this, mm-hmm. Michael Thomas, you mm-hmm. know, he's got the big deal. But mm-hmm. if you look inside of the parameters of the deal, you might be like, okay, that, you know. It don't sound right. I mean, I'm not saying <laughs> no. It's, it's right. not that it doesn't sound right. It's, it's just, just a lot of components, different different terms, mm-hmm. and different roster bonuses, and different signing bonuses, and, and it's causes it cause in the if you get hurt by dudes, you might not get this money. But see, the thing is, man, it's three guarantees in the NFL: it's skill, it's injury, and it's cap. You have if you have all three of those, the contract is fully guaranteed. If you only have one, it's not. Ooh, that's if you only have life. two, it's not. So they can cut you, and they can cut you for cap reasons, and they don't have to owe you any money. They can cut you for injury, mm-hmm. they don't owe you anything. They can cut you for skill, your skill diminishing, mm-hmm. they can cut you, they don't owe you anything. But if you have all the three of those guarantees, or if you have one of those guarantees and they cut you because your skill is diminishing, mm-hmm. then they have to pay you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But if it's not there. You don't have that written in there, then you're in trouble. Mm. So I can imagine how many people don't know that. Oh, man, I can imagine, yeah. and I'm, I'm not talking about just fans. I'm talking about players in the league that don't have the best representation. Even the average, you know, I'm talking about the best fan. outlook. Like you say, maybe they have one of the things checked off. Maybe they don't have any. But if you got all three, you lining yourself out right. I can imagine how many people like, hey, bro, you a fourth round pick? Like your skill cool. You might get injured. We can't. We can't afford to do that. Although we can't get you a deal. That's mm. that's why wow, that's deep. Well, that's see, deep. you usually don't have like a skill injury cap on like. Well, no, I don't. I'm just saying on, on P five and P five mm-hmm. is like a par- it's, it's actually the base salary of a player. Mm-hmm. P five is yeah. Okay, it's, it's the paragraph five of the of the, the player's contract. Okay, so it, it's actually you. you everybody don't have those skill injury cap guarantees in it, so it's not like an everyday term, but. It's actually something that's 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 written in there, and you have to understand. All right, that, you know, this could be that. So. You put us up on game, man. Right. I don't just want to. Hey, you put us up on game. All right, well, we gonna take this first short break. And we gonna get right back in. This this good, right? Hey, man, I enjoy it's it. Fine. Let's go. Okay, so we talked about your journey so far, mm-hmm. but something that I think. A lot of fans, I know myself, I'm curious, and maybe I'm the one out there on the ledge by myself, but I just really wanted to understand what what does a collective bargaining agreement mean? Uh, you know, that's true. A lot of people don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. I'll be, and I, I'll be, I admit, I don't know what it means. A collective bargaining agreement is just basically the CBA. You a lot of people here refer to it as it is the CBA, mm-hmm. the collective bargaining agreement. And actually, what it is is just a uh, a labor agreement between the NFL owners and the NFL PA, like as we talked about earlier, the NFL PA is the one or a legal organization that represents the professional players. So they have the players' best interests at heart. The players have the, I mean, the teams have their own interests at heart. Right. So they, 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 they protect the next stuff, and the NFL PA is protecting the players right. and making sure that the players get the best contract, the best deals, and mm-hmm. make sure there's not no. Everything negotiated in good faith. That's even in the CBA itself. You have to negotiate in good faith. If you don't, then they reject the contract, okay. and it could be a whole bunch of different things going on, fine, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. But yeah, just no worry. Um, so, mm-hmm. with the with that being said, why is this such a big deal for the players? 
and you know, in terms of them getting the best contracts for them, since you know they're the product basically. So why is the collective bargaining agreement such a big deal? You know, year in well, not year in year, but whenever they get rid of renewal, which would be in twenty twenty, why is that going to be a big deal? Whenever they get ready to renew it, then yeah, it, it's a big deal basically because you're negotiating a different rights for players. Mm-hmm. You don't want the team to be able to dictate and own and, and make sure that they can negotiate contracts and do whatever. Because then you'll have a whole different ball game of right. stuff going on, different illegal things going on. The team's not really having the players' interest at heart. They're really all about profit. And let's not get it twisted. The NFLPA is for profit. We're all for profit. We're all for profit. But the NFLPA wants to make sure that you're negotiating, that you're making sure that the teams are not screwing over players and the agents not screwing over players. They actually arbitrate and and do a lot of different things that make sure that the agents are not messing over stuff and not make sure the players are not messing over agents. It's all regulations. They regulate a lot of things. But it's very important. As the, the CBA expire in 2020, it's very important. Um, it's going to be a pile of a lot of things in there. I've, I've been hearing that it probably could be even another, uh, what was it, like a shutdown? Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, uh, lockout. 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 Yeah, lockout. We, we couldn't have a lockout, man. It, it, you know, they send, the NFLPA is sending out memos to players saying, hey, save your money. Save this season's and next season's money. Or save next season. You know, get ready for this lockout because right. it could potentially be one. Um, a lot of people is saying that, uh, you know, you listen to a lot of analysts and a lot of people talk and you just kind of observe a lot of stuff and you take what you want out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying that maybe it, it can be some, some marijuana mm-hmm. things going on in this, in this new CBA saying that it could be okay for maybe pain management. Or, really? or, okay. You know, you got a lot of, uh, marijuana being legalized in different states, mm-hmm. but it's still, it's still legal, legal in the field. That's right. Mm-hmm. So. I'm hearing mm. that it could very well be in marijuana talks, man. So that's something that's something big that a lot of people should look out. Really, see. but not only that, man. The CBA also it, it, it outlines the players' share. You know, the players get a certain percentage of the profits and seating, and um, the NFL goes on ventures with like NFL Network and mm. NFL Films and. ESPN, 30 for 30. It's right. a lot of different things that goes on with okay. this media. Media, sitting, ticket sales, man, just uh, TV stuff. It's a lot of stuff that the players have rights to as well. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, they won't get them the, the higher amount. It's always below because mm-hmm. the NFL owners is the NFL owners. They own the teams and the clubs, and they give the players a, right. a, a portion of it, you know, a big portion. Not what they deserve, pretty much. Well, you know, I'm not going to... Uh, you know, okay. Well, you it, a lot of people say it should be 50 50, but it's got to be some kind of regulation somewhere. You yeah. know, somebody got to be able to regulate something somewhere, so it's pretty close. I yeah, don't call me on this, but I, it would never be lower than 47 percent right. for players. But I think this year, maybe like 48 or 48, mm, so, yeah. like so it's, it's not, okay. it's not yeah, like oh. significantly lower, like like 32 percent or nothing like that. It's mm. actually like a close 48. To, yeah. 47 okay. or somewhere in there, man. It, it, split. Yeah. So do you think, since you said it'll never be higher than that amount, do you think it'll flip one day? Well, then you're talking about the players owning the, the actual stuff and the, mm-hmm. the clubs just, just funding the... Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, like, like I'm, I'm going to ask both of y'all, do y'all think it should flip one day? Like, 
I understand I that be- the funding is being put up, but if the player is the money maker, then if they're putting their wrists on the line, I mean they, their bodies on the line as a risk, should they own a little bit more? I, I know what you're saying. If it's fifty-fifty, then who really gonna regulate? But if you flip it, then the players sitting that they're regulating, then you think that's wrong, right? Or what y'all think that would look like? Not to say that it will, but I I think I ain't gonna say right now, but it may be sometime in the future. I ain't gonna say the near future, but sometime in the future where players, I think, gonna start gravitating because you can see it right now. Players are gonna start gravitating, and they getting them, they get more knowledgeable, knowledgeable about what's going what's on. Going on. Yeah, like, yeah, a lot of people waking up, and it's mm-hmm. it's changing. You, you're not getting these kids that that just don't, don't know. They know. just don't know. They are coming from circumstances and not knowing anything. These people starting to realize and they starting to know, like, yeah, this is. This, is not, this ain't right. I don't like the way this look. Or, mm-hmm. you no, know, certain certain. It's always something mm-hmm. new, and you getting this, get smarter and smarter. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think this. I think this is the most important thing is that they're not afraid to open their mouth. I think back then it, it came from a, a, a place of fear, not necessarily wanting to, you know, rock the boat. Yeah. I want to get my money and. and you know, I might say something, but I'm not going to speak up for myself. Nowadays, it's like, okay. Just shut up. Like, right. right. Yeah. yeah. Right. It, ain't, it, it, it ain't like that in the moment. Because, because it's, it's a business. They realize that, okay, it's not about me performing on the field. Like, really, it's what I'm going to do outside of it and after. Like, that's what a lot of people say. It's not about what you do, have long you play. Because we see seeing players nowadays will never retire. At 26 years old. Yeah, well, lower than that. Lower, yeah. They retired at 24, I think. But you even have like a like like we were talking about the marijuana thing. You you have people that would rather go and smoke marijuana mm-hmm. versus not show up for NFL stuff, and it's like a life like a life changing right. deal. And people would rather go smoke marijuana. And I just sometimes I don't understand that, but I mean it's your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I can't understand, I, and I never will to be honest with you. Like you, yeah, I don't marijuana weed or what it just. To me, it can't have that kind of control. I understand like the those other drugs, with with the weed and stuff. Like I, like, I legitimately think you you can't control that. I, Especially it, say you use for medical. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you didn't say the right with that. Just because we don't know what it's like to be at the highest level, the peak mm-hmm. performance. You know what the players go through. Well, you know it's, it's, it's true, true. It's pain management. It is. It, it is. can be used for that, and you know it's. Medicinal uses for for marijuana mm-hmm. and cannabis. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm not gonna say that I'm opposed to the situation, but I would not recommend that my players smoke it on game days mm-hmm. or smoke it before a game or none of that stuff. They need like to be that. regulated. I, it's you know, it's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> they put that in the CBA next year right. in 2020 yeah. or 2021 when it, when the new CBA is the stripper. I, I just don't think that. Uh, it's gonna be very much regulated, real good. I think it's, it is. Yeah, because I, I the one thing I don't want to see is any of, uh, especially the African American players, use it, and then next thing you see them on TV getting their head knocked off, man. That's, it, the, bo- that's, bo- the, that's the thing to me, man. I just I just don't want to see that, man. And then you, they they get caught off the field. Yeah, and I look, agree with you. and then you they they're look. Talking, y'all talking about weed, like it's just. The most dangerous thing you got well, people no. to do coke before they go out for games. That's true, but I'm well. <laughs> it's, it's a level of tolerance, though. You take right. somebody that new to the league and they're a rookie, he never smoked weed before, and he's influenced by his uh, teammates that's been smoking. You know, but it's different. You get out there, yeah. 
on a game day and you just smoke the blunt before or, or marijuana bud or whatever yeah. the case may be, you smoked it and you don't know your head from your butt, but you know right. you're finna go out here and get canned. All right. Yeah, all it takes is one hit. That's it. I'm not. I'm not justifying saying doing it like that. I'm just saying like it's it's harsher drugs out there that they doing way before now. Okay. The only one we hear about is marijuana because a lot of African Americans do it, but no, you ain't hearing about that coke that they doing before they go out there. They're booking sugar. Rules <laughs> for that too. No, I don't know. I'm just saying, but you never you never hear about them. You always like when they say you know you suspended for it. They, they're having them well, subtitles when you go read it as marijuana use. You don't never see no coke use. Well, what about with the coke use? Do you think that well, in the future that if if they catch you using it, do you think it's going to be, all right, you spend this your first one, you're going to be suspended for this amount. The second one, you're going to be suspended for a year. Then the third time, you're going to get kicked out the NFL or you may, or possibly banging. You talking about like right now? Or you talking about when they... Well, well in, in, the, yeah, in the future. Well, in the well future. Just, for, just for reference and purposes, purposes let me just say this: uh, If you ever get popped for mm-hmm. any kind of drug test or whatever case may be, they will never disclose what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a privacy factor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, with the okay. NFL and the, the NFLPA, they you know they agreed upon this. So we will never disclose whether it be marijuana, crack cocaine, or whatever. K two spice, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, alcohol, whatever. You will see whatever the case may be, like you said, pop up, but mm-hmm. you will never know what, what it is. It is. Um, um, basically, is. even if they be like, "Oh, he's suspended under the substance of abuse policy," mm-hmm. you automatically think, "Oh, he's been drinking and driving." Right, right. But no, it could be marijuana, it could be cocaine, it could be uh, heroin, it could be whatever. Or if you see he's been suspended under the PD policy, yeah, yeah. it's you, you automatically think, "Oh, he was on steroids." No, but it could be. It could be Anything. a prescribed drug that's illegal with some Adderall in it, mm-hmm. or it could be something with some uh, some kind of growth hormone, HGA, really? you mm-hmm. know, human health hormone, growth hormones. I mean, it could be mm-hmm. anything in there. So you just it's policies on all this stuff, man. It's all in this CBAs and it's all in these drug oh. policies and mm-hmm. PED policies. You you look it up, you got to know it, man. It's crazy, man. Well, I think we're gonna get in. The- my second favorite thing right now, the first one coming when we get to who your team is, we're gonna get in there in a minute. So man, go ahead and put on your NFL agent hat. I wanna get your take on these two right here. And maybe we'll break up a couple more, but these two in particular, I think, cause they're running backs I wanna get into. So we got some people who holding out. Okay. One wanna get traded, but one's holding out. And uh, we'll talk about Ezekiel of the Dallas Cowboys first. And just, what what would be your advice to him? Ezekiel Elliott, you know, he's actually coming out of his third year, going into his fourth year. Yeah. So, right now, he is a restricted free agent. Actually, he's not a restricted free agent. They actually own rights to him. He's uh, actually an exclusive rights guy. Mm -hmm. So, they own exclusive rights to him, and he can actually renegotiate his contract after the third year. Mm -hmm. Um. What's, what's crazy is he he actually was a first-round pick, so he actually had a fifth-year option extended. So he actually, if you want to be technical and think about the contract, he actually had two years left on Right. So from from Ezekiel's standpoint of everything, he has three accrued seasons. And with the three accrued seasons, it, it's crazy because it all goes into the, uh, the unrestricted free agency. Mm-hmm. 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 So, you actually, if I was his agent, I would tell him, hey, look, 
we can do this. You want to make an impact and you want to show them that you want more money, mm-hmm. then we can do this. We, we can we can, we can can set you out. We can let you do this. and We can make an impact and see how they do without you. But I want to let it go past August 6th. Why August 6th? August 6th means he has to report for the accrued season. He has to report 30 days before the season starts. To in order to accrue a crew season mm-hmm. at the end of his fourth year towards free agency, so it, it, it's it's crazy, man. If you think about it and you break it down, it's mm-hmm. like okay, I can hold out, but if I hold out, I might not get this money, or I might not even get a crew season towards free agency. So that means that the Cowboys were still on my rights. Right. They would still be the sole owners of my contract. You know, I can't hit free agency because they even if they try to let me go, they still own something to me. So somebody would have to come up and give me some kind of compensation or give the cowboy some kind of mm-hmm. conversation for for yeah. him. Yeah. For him. Okay. So it is it's crazy for Ezekiel. So so let me get this straight. I, I just wanna make sure. So he doing he doing all this holding out right now. But if he don't show up the camp, he don't get the money. And on top of that, on August sixth, he still he he would have to report to camp for that third. Well, it's for his fourth, best. Fourth, 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 I'm sorry, yeah. you have to. What you have to work is you have to play four years. You have to play this contract out to hit UFA, which is unrestricted free agent. Okay. So with him being a fifth year option, they already picked it up. So he has to play the fifth year option no matter what, mm-hmm. because they already picked that. They picked it up at the end of the third year, going into the fourth year. So he has to play, you no matter what. He has to be there. But at the end of the third year, all rookies can renegotiate the contract. So that's what, that's he, what he's doing. That's right what he's now. doing. But listen to this crazy thing. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott can be fined $40,000 per day for missing every single training camp day. So at the end of this, he can accrue $1.5 million worth of fines. Yeah, for every day. For Well, it's $40,000 per day. That's what I'm saying, per day after, mm-hmm. after year. That's correct. After August 6th? No, 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 no. Currently. Oh, my. Every day yeah. he's missing, he would be fined $40,000 at the discretion of the club. The, yeah, it's at the discretion. Money. But, the, listen at this too now. Okay. Hit him like the, the Cowboys can actually also recover a portion of his signing bonus. It can be 15% on a six-day training count. That gets 15%. For, and then after that, it can be 1% of every day he missed to a maximum of 25% of his forfeitable salaries and forfeitable bonuses. So wow. this joke can, he can, he can get. You can rank up a lot. Golly. And they just get their money back like pretty much. you're already on a minimum already. So, man, he can, he, he can be well over some million dollars before he, you know, even plays. So, so speak to this then. Again, you say, you know, it would probably be in his best interest. You know, you letting him kind of pick because at the end of the day, you, you know, his agent, you give him the best sound advice. So you told him two options, you know, go ahead and report. We try to work this out or you can hold out, try to make a statement. But these are the consequences that you face. What would you say? Because this this is my thing with Zeke. It's an image thing. He's been in trouble since he came into the league. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. So, so what would you tell him? Because I'm pretty sure if he like anybody else, well, man, I want to make a statement. Man, this is if you look at it and, and just sit down and, and you Zeke and I'm, I'm his agent. Mm-hmm. We we sitting around talking and we saying, Hey Zeke, you know, 
I know Dak about to get this deal done. Oh, yeah. And if you Zeke, you probably like, man, I'm going to get mine done first. And then you got Cooper, too, because they got to sign Cooper as well. Yeah. But everybody's situation is different. I think, uh, you know, if you look at everything, I think Dak has been faithful. You know, Amari Cooper, he, he's, a, he's this is his second year there. Right. But so, they needed him when they got him. But Dak deserves Dak. what mm-hmm. he deserves. But Ezekiel is Ezekiel, and mm-hmm. he is the face of Cowboys to me. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you so you don't think it's Dak? You don't think the face of the Cowboys is Dak? Because I, what I was going to say is that with Dak, of course, that quarterback position holds a lot of weight. But with the running back positions, as you as both of you guys know, it, they are valuable, but they're not as valuable until a certain limit or a certain amount of years. Well, I think I think the only reason why I would tend to agree, and I'm, I'm with you, it could yeah, be Dak, it could be Zeke. But I think in the Cowboys situation, they are a team that was built on run. Like, that's what they were built on. Well, they, if, you, they, if you look back at the situation. Yeah, if you look back at it. So, sure. so yeah. but this is the thing, though. Like you said, he can only do it until this third year. The Cowboys knew they were doing, we're going to ride this wave until we can get Dak some but, help. But, 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 but the same thing, you, you go in and you, you see Jerry Jones say, I'm not worried about Ezekiel no, it's what's he got him tied for two more years. Yeah. <laughs> you want I got you. If you if you if you look at it exactly, if you're looking at it and you're not really looking at what he's talking about, and mm-hmm. you know what's going on with mm-hmm. the CBA, you know how to maneuver what he's saying. Yeah, you're like, yeah, this this CBA got you. You know, we got you. So regardless of what you do, I still got you. You mm-hmm. can hold out all you want, but I got you. You can stop playing forever. But I still got you. But I still, if you ever try to come back, I'll still retain rights to you. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't play out your contract. So, let's say he say, I'm not playing this year. I'm not coming. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a Le'Veon Bell. Okay. Le'Veon Bell situation is totally different. Totally different. Le'Veon Bell went on the contract either. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, why, that's why he didn't do it. See, the thing is, Ezekiel is on the contract. Mm-hmm. And it's like... On his on his, right here on his rookie deal, right? Yeah, still on his rookie deal. Yeah, he had like I said, a drafted rookie. All of them got four years. Mm-hmm. Undrafted rookies get three years, mm-hmm. and they can renegotiate after the second year. Okay, drafted rookies can renegotiate after the third. So this is the third. This is the end of the third year. Going to the, going the fourth, fourth year, year. he's trying to get a new deal done. He's trying to get it done before Dak get his done, or they're trying to talk together. But to me, I look at Dak as. You know, it ain't no. It's, Again, it's, man, it's, it's a Zeke and a Dak thing to me. Yeah. But I think Zeke is a physical runner. He's he's up there. He's yeah. one of the top runners. You know? Right. And I agree. To me, he's the face of the Cowboys. No, I, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I, I just I think it was it was built for him. I, I think it was built for him. So I'm, I'm not mad yeah, at him. That's right. For for doing it. I to me to be honest, if he don't do it now, he not get it in two years. Only reason why, because they don't – I'm talking about the league doesn't value running backs the way they used to. So, well, I'm, he'll be ran. He'll be ran. He'll be ran into the ground. They'll yeah. run him in the dirt for the next yeah. few years. And, then, and, and make sure you're not going to get top dollar. And free agent, when free agents come, all right, you can go do whatever you want to do. Go go over here. Go to Seattle or go to somewhere on the south or somewhere in the Midwest. That's a different thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like you're on the downside of your country, your career, but that's a different story. We'll talk about yeah, we'll talk about it. But, well, I'm just saying, yeah. that's, that's, you know, that's what, that's mm-hmm. what they're looking like. Okay, you've been here for six, seven, all right, you, five, we, six years. All right, we, <laughs> we done ran you. You been getting in trouble. We done bailed you out like a little kid. I'm going to give you $10 million a year. I'm not going to give you more than that. I mean, if yeah. you want to. If you want to, yeah. Let somebody, somebody else take but, that. But for two years, I got you still. Right. But, <laughs> but we're talking about Zeke. And I, 
if I was his agent, I would say, yeah, man, you can go out there and make an impact or you can get in there. You can work hard and you get this deal done at the end of your fourth year. Mm-hmm. And you can get this accrued season, which is very important that he report by August 6th. Okay. Before the first, 30 days before the first regular season game. He need to make sure he is on. Well, I know. I had, I had, we both looked down on the phone. Yeah, right. We, we both looked down like, oh, you don't got too much but y'all remember this very day when we talked about what is it? August fourth. It's the fourth today. On the sixth, if he don't, no, I don't see I'm paying him attention. Around. I'm paying attention. If y'all don't see him around, y'all be like, okay, something right. We can, we can put a wager on this because yeah. I'm saying this right now. Yeah, go show up. No, he's showing Shut up. up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I knew he was. We're gonna say he's showing up. He's showing up. He I'm, 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 if I was his agent, I would say, yeah, man, just show them who you are without. without show them who you, who we, who they are without mm-hmm. you. Right. And then we'll so take care of them. Six, man. And mm-hmm. show them, hey, man, this is what y'all missing. Y'all block me up. Right? Well, well, if y'all don't, okay. I walk after my fifth year option because mm-hmm. he got the play. Yeah, he got he's it. Al- he already been. He's already pretty much been been paid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that situation though, man, is crazy, man. Because you, you see it. You see it a lot, but not as not on that rookie deal, not on that rookie scale, because they still trying to prove themselves. And then you see that with veterans. Well, see, this thing, man, I think Ezekiel has exceeded, you know, it, it you definitely know, what, 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 what is it? Maybe what he getting like three million, almost four million dollars this year or something mm-hmm. like that. I, I could, he's exceeded, but the Cowboys do not have to pay him because he's already above the. Uh, the, yeah. Well, he's a first round pick, so they don't get the proven performance escalator, which is only available for round three through seven. Mm-hmm. And a proven performance escalator basically means in the first three seasons, in the first three years mm-hmm. of his contract, he's exceeded over thirty five percent of his stuff, so he get paid accordingly. Mm-hmm. So he end up getting the, the lowest tender. Whoever the players get the lowest tender mm-hmm. of the uh, the particular year, whatever year. Yeah, whatever year. Yeah. So. I think this year is maybe like two point nine million, mm-hmm. some roughly number like that. Okay. But Ezekiel Elliott has already exceeded that. So he and plus he's a first round pick, so he don't get the proven performance escalation. Yeah. So we, we, it, it, it's 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 in his best interest all the way around the board. It, it's lose lose for him. Yeah, okay. To not report, but you see, he went up to what are they in California or something. Yeah, wherever they yeah wherever they yeah, train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, he went up to, but he never reported. He just up there. That's, that's, he he got to be close by. He close by. Like, yeah, August six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're probably gonna do it. Let me make I'm sure I'm up early though. After I get to work, or I don't get this. Oh, it's, it's, it's very important that you get to. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But man. he also forfeited a lot of money. No, nah, he so, is. So, so, but so, so far he forfeited, like you said, forty thousand dollars. That's what he getting. Per day. Per day for not showing up training camp. When did training camp start? Like in July 20th? Well, no, it, what is this? Um, yeah. it, it just, some of them just started. Some of them like, just started. Everything had just. Maybe, maybe yeah. four or five days. Yeah. Four or five days. Okay, four okay. Six days, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, he's, uh, he better get to work, obviously. No, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so all right, so we got, the, we got that Zeke situation off our chest. So, what would you tell Melvin Gordon? Because, like you say, his, his is, I guess his is unique, but then it's not. Man, you know, with Melvin, it's a different story. I understand it, and I I, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, if I was his agent, I would I would do the same thing. Oh, yeah. I don't have no hold back on him mm-hmm. whatsoever. I think that he's doing the right thing as far as like sitting, you know, trying to say, "Hey, I don't want this. I want to be for for a lot of different reasons. I want to be traded, or I want to I want an extension. Which one? What y'all gonna do for me? Mm-hmm. And I don't want no ten million dollars. And I understand why, and I get it. 
Uh, one of the main reasons I think that he's doing the right thing is because he's played his rookie deal out. Mm-hmm. He's on his fifth year option this year. And it's essentially like a one-year contract. Mm-hmm. So if I get hurt after this fifth-year option, nobody going who wants to deal with me? Exactly. I, nobody wants a hurt running back coming out right. or whatever, and then you can low bob and pay me right. two, three million dollars or a veteran minimum. Like what if I like two, three, five, five years or something like that? But what if I get out there and tap my ACL or my MCL or yeah. my leg or break my hand yeah. or whatever the case may be? Yeah. Then whatever I don't have no security because now I'm essentially playing on this, this fifth year option, which is a one year deal. They don't mm-hmm. have to resign me after this or none of that stuff like that. But the crazy thing is, he's in his fifth year option. He's been on the fifth year deal, I mean, on the on the fifth year salary. But he's a little bit different as far as fine goes with like Ezekiel Elliott. You know, I told y'all that Ezekiel Elliott would get fined forty thousand dollars per per day, day for missing training. training right. Well, when you're in your fifth year deal, such as Melvin, your fines is not forty; it's thirty. It's thirty thousand dollars. Oh, okay. okay. So it, for okay. a fifth year option, it has a different. Okay. A different thing. Yeah. Different deal. yeah. But at the same thing, it's still it's still racking up. But the only crazy thing about Melvin Gordon is he's forfeiting thirty thousand dollars per day. Mm-hmm. Then he's also every preseason game, listen at this, listen at this language. Let me let me give you some verbiage. Every preseason game he missed, he's getting fined a regular season game check. Oh my god. A regular? <laughs> Not a regular. You serious? Preseason. Yes, sir. It's in the CBA. If you want me to give you the page, I can't. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, I just no, want to you believe know, you. I'm, I'm just <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Trust me. We believe you. No, I just want to let you know that uh, it's not no game, man. It's 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 thirty it's, it's thirty thousand dollars per day. And for every preseason game he missed, he's getting a regular season salary check. Come he's on. getting it. He's, he's forfeiting so if he missed the first preseason game, you can count. You can kiss that first regular season. You can, you can, you could. You can pretty much count that regular season game check out the door one for the first week. Really, whatever the case may be, whatever week. It's just, man. So my advice to Melvin Gordon is, man, hold out, hold Get out the money. I would, because it's at the team discretion. They can always say, oh, we're not gonna find you." Right. But if they really value the guy, they'll they'll lock him up for a long term deal if they really like it. So, so right now in this situation, what you think they're gonna do? You think they're gonna? Do you think they're gonna be like, all right, Melvin, we heard you. you either you want to get traded or you take this. What do you think they're gonna do? Man, well, for Melvin and his agent standpoint, he got to make sure he know what the market is for Melvin. That's the yeah. main thing. Is it above ten million dollars per year? So, in my well, this is what I'm asking you guys. Do you guys think that Melvin Gordon is a top tier running back or? If it was if it was if it was tears for running backs, I'd say Melvin, either he's that last on that tier one group or he'll be the first one on that tier two group for running backs. If I'm going off of what last year was, and I'm not talking fantasy numbers, I want to talk about impact. I say he right on the cusp with you, but as far as looking at what the charges have outside of him, Melvin Gordon is that guy. Yeah. I don't. I agree. Uh, what's Austin Eckler? If I'm saying his name right, I hope I am. He's a good player. He's not Melvin Gordon. He's not a, a three down back. He's not a power guy. Melvin Gordon is a great, a great mixture of power, speed, and finesse. Mm-hmm. 
Austin Eckler is a shorter, scat back, Darren Sproles, uh, Reggie Bush type player. So, so you'll take you'll take him I, as, a, as that top if tier. I, if I'm the Chargers, I'm gonna treat him as a tier one. If I'm outside looking in, you a tier two. But with the Chargers, with their offense, I think the way the league is set up now with his passing game, they would be like, all right, Melvin, I mean, you were good, but. No, he you was, just ain't you just ain't like the woods on fire. No, right he was, he was, he was, no he was very instrumental last year with oh, oh, last year. That's last year. Well, no, he for well, for look at his stats. You know, he he, was, he looked average. Well, no, that's what that's why I'm talking about impact not stats. In, impact, definitely an impactful player. Yeah, oh, cool, saying, of course. I'm course, saying yeah. impact for the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers need to appreciate him. But if you outside looking in looking for a trade, I'm not paying you tier one money. But that's but I, I'm I'm hearing that the Texans is looking. I don't, mean, I don't think that's bad. I'm hearing the Texans, but I don't know. The, the they Texans might open up the ball and give him maybe 13, 12. But I don't see him climbing above that 14. I don't no, I, yeah, I don't see him climbing above no, that. I, but I, I think a $10 million per year, maybe 11, 12 is pretty good for Melvin. I, I don't I don't. Think yeah, I, I'm not going above that. But, but I'm saying he fits the charges. If the charges pay him a little bit more, then yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But but if, the, if if somebody like the Texans go get him, no, nah, he ain't getting above. But the job is to strike the iron wide. Right, that's what you but do. But no, then that's why they on. that's why they gotta do that now. That's what you do. Like, but Melvin Gordon, I don't blame him, man. Give me a long term deal or lock me up for the next, give me an extension or whatever case may be. Because I if I get hurt on this one year thing, now this is me. I'm the one that's in the problem. I'm the one that's messed up. Because mm-hmm. they don't value running backs anyway nowadays. Yeah, so they, they look at them as disposable. Yeah. If you are a receiver, you hide on the market. If you're a quarterback, you hide. The D, even the defensive position is more. Well, it, it depends on which one. Yeah, the, Rush, either the DB. Rushes are a premium. Yeah. And tall cornerbacks. Yeah, tall cornerbacks. Safety, safeties are different because uh, you have safeties that are short, safeties that are tall. Earl Thomas and Eric Berry probably the premier safeties. And they aren't very tall. But when you had Legion of Boom around where Earl Thomas was, you had Richard Sherman playing his side, Cam Chancellor, uh, What's my man named Brandon Maxwell, I believe, was the other guy. But you had taller guys. Defensive backs is more about positioning, ball skills, yeah. whether you can hit versus but you see, on, on offense. Like you said, Brandon Browner, he went to the Patriots. Browner, that's one thing. Went to, the, went to the Saints. He, he did good. but He, he only matched well in that system. Right. He, only had, he had a lot of passing appearance called on him. The Patriots got rid of him. Mm-hmm. The Saints picked him up. He, yeah, he didn't do nothing. There. Got, staff, so it's, yeah. You know, it. Like you said, man, it's, it's more of 5'8", 5'9", you know, taller, maybe 5'10", 5'11", guys, you know. You got to have a good vertical, right. but good speed. With, with the uh, the safety from Tennessee Titans, they got, he got the, he got the bag. Uh, for, for the Titans, I think they needed to make a move, a splash outside of whatever they had going on because they yeah. – they're looking they're over. Right now. Yeah, they're looking like a, a, a great defensive team, maybe. Mediocre offense. Mediocre is being nice. very nice. But yeah, but defense, <laughs> they, they defense, man. They, they defense. Besides their whole defense. Ooh. Besides Derrick Henry screwing up my fantasy last year, <laughs> they sucked. <laughs> and I'm saying it. Uh, well, yeah, we got time to get into this. So. We're going to get into – this This is my favorite part right now because this guy right here, you know, he's a he's a different type of fan. Kevin B. All right, but that's the safety I got for you. Yeah. Right. He's a different type of fan. So, 
My man. Tell them who you're a fan of, who your favorite NFL team. You know, me, with me being an agent, man, I try to. Well, I'm talking about right now as, as a fan. Oh, okay. You know, uh, just you being a fan, not an agent. Just a fan. Yeah, I really like the way the Pages run their organization. Okay. Okay. Uh, I've been I've been a fan of the Pages for a long time. I I really like what they did even before you know a lot of all people, the Williams came. Yeah, man. I was you know Ty Law and all those big Teddy Bruschi. Mm-hmm. I, I, I vaguely remember Drew Bledsoe, you know. <laughs> that's how, y'all, that's y'all, how it went. Yeah, y'all even stole one of our players. The Saints, I think was it? Cooks. Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Brandon, no, Cooks. Brandon, I'm talking about back in the day. Uh, was it Dante Stallworth? Yeah, we, we had Yasta, Yasta, yeah, yeah, I got Stallworth. I'm not that hurt about that one. I am. But go ahead, yeah. But, man, I like the way they run the organization. It's a world-class organization. I think that they, uh, a lot of people hate them mm-hmm. for whatever reason, but I think they... It will. I, I mean, you know, you know why I hate them because they win. I, I well, that's for anybody. You, yeah, yeah. I, I want us just, to win. That's just the natural attributes in the people, man. We hate people that do good. Yeah, yeah, man. I told, I told, I told, and I tell everybody, I said, man, I hate every NFL team. Literally every NFL team besides the Saints. I don't, I don't hate. Them. Well, I just want us to win. But continuously, but win the Super Bowl. So, in, in terms of running an organization for people who may hate. You know, who may hate on them, what would be your thing that you would say to them? You know, like, you a fan of them because of this. Like, what would you say to them? Like, everybody says, I hate them, but they don't know why. They just hate them because they win. Well, if you if you, if you you dig behind the surface, you know, you got skin on you, but if you dig under the skin and look and see what's, what's, what's the meat. Get down to the white meat. Oh, man. You see Tom Brady taking hometown deals. He just signed an extension. Mm-hmm. It pays him, what, 23 million? 23 million. Yeah. But if you look at his initial contract, Originally, he was a $14 million guy. And that's what makes it so good. He spread his money around. Yeah. He'd be very, very Talk, smart. Yes, and tie yes, his other stuff into other, his other guarantees into other stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. They know how to ship the money around. They know how to make it. Like it's all about moving it. They, yeah. they work in the CBA. They yeah. know what to do, what not to do. You know, they, they get players that they're very smart. And I, I, I really I really appreciate oh, that. Oh, understood, I, yeah. I, I've, I've looked at interviews from Bill Belichick and – you know, you see players saying, hey, man, Bill made me learn everything about this player. Where he went to school at? What, what jersey mm-hmm. did he for? Really? How many kids he got? Uh, what's his tendencies? Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's a lot of things that Bill make him do that I never heard any other coach. Or I, It's I, not very many of you. It's not to do that, man. But I think that that's very – that's some – that's yeah. the next level type yeah. stuff. Yeah, that, that, that's winning in life type stuff right so, there. So if you, you you take a Julie Edelman, which is a quarterback. Well, a quarterback, quarterback in college, yeah. And you come over there and turn him into a – you might not think he's a tier, top-tier one receiver, but I think that he works well in the system. Yeah. And that's what makes him very – like like Gary was saying a while ago, he, he's favorable to the Chargers, Melvin Gordon. But I think that Julie Edelman is very – he's a very gift. No, I think I – Very think much so, a soft gift. I think – I think, and, and this is me, and, and I know he's heard me say, I hate when people get to talking about who's the best and what the rankings are because depending on the team you hit and the situation that you have going on, because you can't control the situation you walk into, I think the biggest thing why people hate on the Patriots is one, consistency. So consistent being you may be on that this year, and you could be the most valuable person, but I said it earlier with them, if you want to get paid, go get paid somewhere else. If you want to win, you're going to stay here. So whenever you have the Patriots situation going on and the reason why people may or may not like playing for them, 
First of all, if you don't like playing for them, you're not a winner. Well, you know, I was just looking at Ed Reed, uh, Hall of Fame speech, and he said he always wished that he could play for the Patriots. Really? I mean, that's it's, that's, it's, that's, that's an honor right there. That's mind big. to me. And Tom Brady, even on his wristband, they had like a picture they, they sent out. And on his wristband, he had a fine 20. Mm. Fine 20 where every play. 20, Ed Reed. Mm-hmm. Reed. No, he, he, he's a generational safety. Oh, man. Him, yeah, yeah, him and Troy Palomalo uh, from been, when we were growing up. Right. Bill, Bill, even Bill Belichick said, yeah, he's the best safety ever. Like, no, he, ever. He, he definitely yeah, told me. Yeah, yeah. but, but I just, I guess that's my whole thing. Like, yes, as, as a fan of the Saints, I get it, but that organization right there, Bill Belichick, whatever people want to call him, they are the staple of what you want to be. Supposed to, you, be. you know, when you walk in there, right. it ain't about you. And right, and and on what you were saying about um, earlier with Tom Brady and his contract, they so smart. I right, we ain't about to give you a hundred million dollar contract because you know why? If we pay you a hundred million dollars, then somebody else gonna want hundred million dollars. But if you Say, all right, if you take this $14 million and guess what? You're going to keep winning. Plus, you already have other deals going this on. This thing's too. in there tied you, into it. Then I, I could pay this defensive end right here good money. I could pay this wide receiver right here. Edelman, I could pay Edelman good money. I could pay this DB good money. Uh, who's the guy that intercepted Russell Wilson? And, and, he gone, though. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. But him, you could have yeah, you could have paid if he wanted to stay. You could have paid Malcolm Butler. You could have paid Malcolm Butler good Malcolm money. Malcolm Butler was a – but what's the crazy thing is – they went out to sign uh, Stephen Gilmore right? mm-hmm. in the same position that Malcolm was in. Right. Uh, I, I like Malcolm. I think he was a great player. I think they groomed him. From, they drafted him and, and groomed him to a, a great guy. Mm-hmm. And he's still doing good now. I think he's in Tennessee. Yeah, he's in Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, he's in Tennessee. But, he ain't I mean, had that same impact. Like. With Gilmore, I've seen this joker yeah. <laughs> snap some stuff down and he ain't even touching the receiver. Right? Yeah. But I, I'm not taking anything from Malcolm. I think oh, he was a great player. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what that's what that's what I was saying. Like if you if you get if you don't get too greedy as a player, if you don't get too greedy, then guess what? Everything you, will come back to you. Good karma, and plus, guess what happened at the end of the day? You know what? Forget all of that stuff. Winning. If you win, and we ain't even talking about winning a regular season game. Like they they lost against Tennessee Titans at Tennessee. Yeah. But guess what? They just won the Super Bowl. Yep. They just won the Super Bowl, but. Lost in Miami. Yeah, lost. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if all, they have all these players taking all these minimum deals, and guess what? At the end of the day, if you win, if you win one Super Bowl, you got it. You lucky. If you win six, that's hysterical. It's historical. I'm sorry, that's historical. But and you look at even even if you look at uh, look at Gronkowski, very mm-hmm. dominant guy, mm-hmm. one of the most prominent tight ends in our era, right? Thanks. Man, they they've uh, structured his contracts out to be like some situational or, or some some uh, play by, some pay by play All type right. of deal. And you look at that kind of stuff, and you look at it, and you be like, man, how could they structure a guy like Gronkowski All right. like that? But he end up still doing great, yeah. being playing, but he's his back broke. Yeah, bro, he, on, he bro. can't do nothing anymore, man. You know, crazy, uh, man. The only thing left you do is just walk in to talk. Literally. <laughs> I think it's a world class organization. Oh, yeah. Despite yeah, of all, all the stuff that people said about him, I think they did great, man. Yeah. I think they don't always be great as long as Bill and Robert Kraft yeah. and Tom mm-hmm. have some kind of hand in it, whether he be a GM yeah. or, or some yeah, personnel yeah, so guy, around. whatever the case, I'm pretty sure he'll be Yeah, he's he going to be. Time, so. I think so. They ain't going nowhere. I think so. We got one more break in this. 
gonna end this thing off real good. Got like a couple more topics, so one more, last one, we'll be right back. Last topic, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna delve deep into this one. Cause I got I got some stuff I need to get off my chest, but um, it's not about you. All right, whatever. Uh, with this with this topic right here, uh, this goes out to Steve Kerr. He had some comments about players wanting to get traded to to different teams while they're still under contract. And I'm just pulled a quote out what he had said, and. He did mention Anthony Davis in this, but he was just saying if, quotes, uh, if it's done behind the scenes, there's no harm done. I have I have no problem with the player requesting a trade quietly. My point was just the manner in which that happened kind of alienated a fan base, and it put a lot of players in a weird spot on both teams. And what he's referring to is the Anthony Davis midseason trade. And – if you recall earlier this this year or this season, Anthony Davis said that well, it was reported that he got a house out in LA, and then he told the media that I wasn't going anywhere. And then once mid season started hitting, he says he wants to get traded. Mid season, he wants to get traded to the Lakers, and I for one, have to agree with Steve Curry. That, that was my whole thing. I agree with him. I said, and we talked about this, but I said, I agree with him. Like, if you under contract, if you have some more years to fill out, then go and finish those years out. Or if you're going to do anything, just wait until the season's over with. And then if you want, want to get traded, get traded. That's your that's your take. That, that's my that's what you want to go next? No, no, no. No, no, no. I just wanna say I just wanna say I understand what I understand what it So means. so is that your take or you just that's saying my take. That's my take. So so yeah. you agree I, with I, Steve? I agree. I agree with Steve. Okay. Okay. You agree with Steve. Alright. Well, my take, I'm all like I, I didn't say it before, I'm gonna say it again. I'm all for players doing what they need to do. Uh, and I'll let you go because I know you had you you kind of were saying the same thing I was, but I don't get what's the big deal about him wanting to leave during his contract when nothing's been done for the first, what, six, seven. seven years of his contract? You got me no help. The one time you got me help, you let all my help go. So you want me to stay for the rest of the, the duration of my time? Just to just to hold on because he got to go next. All right. you, you want me to stay for the rest of the duration of my time for you to do what? We didn't know that David Griffin was going to do that, and he was right not to trust it because the first seven years his of his NBA career, nothing had been done to help him out. So I agree. I'm happy he did it. I'm happy it finally got done, and I'm not mad about him trying to do it during the middle of the season. I wouldn't want to put up with it no more either. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. You said that you, you side with, with, with Steve Kerr. I, I side with Steve Kerr. I mean – just like Gary just said, he made a valid point. But if I was Anthony Davis, I mean, I would look at it the same way. I mean, you got to be loyal to me as well. I, I don't think that over these seven years, you haven't been very loyal to me by giving me help. I've exceeded what you wanted me to. You know what I'm saying? Even when I came in as a rookie, mm-hmm. I exceeded my expectations. I've done everything that you asked me to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's just say you Steve Curry, your coach, or, or 
You say you're the owner and you, you get tired of me. You might trade me in my sleep. There you go. You might trade me and I might be in Peru somewhere on vacation and I get a notification on my phone saying, hey, uh, Anthony Davis, I've been traded such and such, 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 such to or, the Grizzlies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever the case may be. Okay. And it's okay. And I had no say so in that. I didn't know anything. You traded me in my sleep or you traded me while I'm on vacation. And I have it spoken at all yeah. or whatever the case may be. So it's I'm wrong for wanting to go and win on a, on my career that I'm kind of I'm leaving. I'm going to go here in a minute. I'm going to get up out of here. All right. So let me ask you this question. If that was the case, you why did the question or two? Oh, and, uh, and, and ask me the question again. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I, I know the question. So, so, so I, 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 I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. That would that would be wrong. That would be wrong. All right. So I know y'all probably look at me as like right, you a hypocrite. Whatever. No, no. All right, look, but still, but but still, back to it. If you if you say you're gonna do something, keep your word. Okay. When, I, let ahead. me let me let me talk that, but. If you say if you say when you bought that house in LA that it it wasn't gonna be nothing, I don't wanna go nowhere. You said that. We ain't tell you to say we we didn't say anything about you said that. You bought the house, it leaked out, you said it wasn't nothing to worry about. We believe you. We we bad, we believe you. Like, man, you wanna be a so are you talking from a, a fan's perspective? No, I'm talking from, no no no. I'm talking I'm talking from just looking from what it from what you told me. From the actions that you showed, that I shouldn't be worried about anything. I, I, I think that maybe he, at the time, he might not have want to go. What, so you say he, 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 he can't have a house wherever he wants to? All right, you can have a house. You can have a house, but don't. If, but, you, if you make money, you make Anthony Davis money, you'll go and buy you a house in LA. You'll probably go buy you one overseas just to say, I want to get away from where I, where I reside. I, okay, I'll buy one in New York. That means yeah. I want to go to, that means I want to play in New York. No, he didn't say he, he didn't I, say I, he did. I, I know, but, but he but, said he wanna play in LA. He said know, how you know he don't want to get into movies. How you know he don't want to get into entertainment? How you know how you know he just didn't like going to the beach? Because New Orleans don't have a beach. Alright, so so let's check let's let's check out this timeline then. All right. Season starting in October. So October, November, December, January, February, March, April. That's probably April is probably April probably is when the season over. Okay. okay. So you telling me that you're gonna be doing all that stuff. You're gonna be traveling back and forth from New Orleans to LA to do movies to promote whatever you gotta promote. Why not? He what's hot? What kind? What kind of type? What type of time you think that man gonna have? You gotta do all that, play basketball. Yeah, yeah. You think you gonna do do episodes or try to get on podcast and do so? You saying you can't do that during the off season? You, you can do it during the off season. Well, I'm saying like if he bought a house, obviously during but the year it, it, he ain't gonna have that. I ain't gonna say he ain't gonna have a lot of time to do all that, but you still, you still at the end of the day, you still athlete. Oh, at the end of the day, hey, it's all season. Yeah, he he he, 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 he can do whatever he want to do. But, but I'm saying he he has a house, so he during the year he gonna live in New Orleans in a loft or whatever. He buys a house in L.A. If they don't make the playoffs from April to October, he has time to go train. Hold on, he has time okay. to go train, do leisure activities, and this is that third. But let me ask you this. Too. Okay, so you mad because Anthony Davis wanted requested a trade during during the year? I'm just I'm answer that because I'm going somewhere. I I am mad they requested okay. trade during the year. All right, so let me ask you this: How you feel about Paul George? What about him? Paul George didn't fulfill his contract? Okay, he didn't fulfill his. So how? So why? Hey, look, about I Anthony Davis. Well, 
I don't know what's going on with with Paul George. I don't know what's going on with that situation. He, he had a three or four year contract, so he didn't fulfill. He, he didn't fulfill it. He so, didn't fulfill it. So they everybody OKC they should be mad if that's the case. But it's I'm talking specifically Anthony. They ain't talking about nobody. Else. But I'm saying do not a, tell. Do not tell. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. You finish, you finish. No, I'm just saying. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't worry about you going to L.A. and then and then mid season you going to you requesting a trade. I, look, I don't. The fact that you said that. All right, that's cool. Just wait out. It's it's mid season. Just wait out the rest of the Why? game. If you want to get traded, get traded. You ain't. What they weren't gonna win nothing anyway. No, but that that's that's not the thing. L.A. If he would have got traded mid season, how you know they weren't gonna win? They won't because they had nothing. Who they all the young players that they had, they won't be going to war. They won't do. It's gonna be Bron, Rajon Rondo, Kuzma, Anthony Davis. Whoever else that's on this team, you got two of the. We can argue, say the top ten players, and you saying they can't win more games. They won't. They won't gonna win. So what kind of impact would he make, even if he questioned the trade at the end of the season? He so because they were still in the playoffs. Well, I, I'm just saying. Game. I'm just saying. Just finish the season out, and then at the end of the season, you do whatever you want to do. All right. Well, let's let's speak on this then, because that's the side I'm going from. Okay. So a team sits and says, "You're not what I need you to be." Or, like, since you don't like Bob Myers and you don't like his tone when he says certain things, oh, well, we're, we're not sure what his value is when it comes to D-Lo, the games with Russell. Okay. We're not sure of his value. So we know that oftentimes people make very bad terminology saying that mm-hmm. you're a piece or we're trying to see where you're going. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm saying to you is if a team can do that, why is it such a bad thing for a player? I don't care if it is publicly during the middle of the season. Come out and say, I want to – go somewhere else that's going to value me and is going to do what I need them to do because whether I'm here or not, GMs can last a lifetime. A player only got 10, if we being honest, in the basketball, 10, maybe 12 years, if they good, mm-hmm. you might not even make it past five. Anthony Davis has been played seven years and you haven't got me any help and I'm the, one of the best big men in the league and you're mad because you want me to fulfill a worthless season to him and you saying that, oh, I requested a trade and I'm the worst human being because I should just play all my time for something that ain't even worth anything. No, well, he did have help. The help got injured. Then the help. No, but you say we're talking about Anthony Davis. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He got help. He, he did get help. He, he didn't have help. He did have help. He had DeMarcus Cousins until he got injured. That was help. That was help. They was on a nice little, yes, 2018. What did they do, did they do this year? Nothing. Okay. Yeah, he he's 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 gotten help in between. You know, he's had help. His help got injured. We can say that for his seven year span. But we can't we can't say that he didn't get help. And then I say I say we, he did. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, I'm in the sense of getting some of the top players in the league, like say Jimmy Butler, say even Eric Gordon, like those role players. Or, Who did he get though? Demarcus, who this nobody they they I'm talking, about, I'm talking about before Demarcus before oh Lash. nobody I mean so 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 why is he wrong for saying he wants a trade I'm not saying that he's wrong for wanting to trade I'm just saying you do it at the it's so it's something about we just talked about it with the Patriots you if you kind of do it behind closed doors then all right cool if you say if right now before the season starts the NBA season starts or preseason start and say hey I like the time I had in New Orleans, but I want to get traded. Then, I, all right, cool. But you already, you already 
what, 40 some games in and or 50 some games in, and now you want to get traded? Like, bro, it's, it's too late. It's, but to me, that's something behind the scenes that he didn't agree with, I think. I think it's, he's saying something behind the scenes, too. Maybe so. So if he's saying something, they still didn't do anything, what you going to do then? Who? You if, just going to play silently? Okay, they going to just write him out. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, so, yeah, I say something behind the scenes, and y'all not going to do nothing. I'm just, they like, well, we just going to wait till the end of the season. What, what, your only move is what? Either to sit out and say something publicly or just be quiet and keep playing alone? No, nah, you can do what you want to publicly. I mean. I'm saying he what, did. Yeah, what, exactly. That's what he did. But during that, it's like I said, before All-Star break, a little bit after All-Star break, that's when everything happened. But I'm pretty sure it's some more into detail with the contracts that it had to happen. But I'm, again, like I said, I'm not mad. I'm not mad about what Steve Kerr said. Because if you're a fan of that franchise and your star player say midseason, it, anybody. So that's it, why I was actually earlier. You you talking from a fan's perspective. Well, you know, uh, I'm right now I'm talking from uh, I'm right now I'm talking from a fan's perspective. But if you look at anybody, that's a fan. Like anybody, if all right, so for instance, right now, Tom Brady say in October he want to get traded. And you're under contract. What, what, what's what's up? What's up? What's going to happen? I told I told you at the end of the day. Me personally, I'm I'm a fan of players making moves because teams do what they want to all the time. So I if, understand if, if Anthony Davis had help or whatever, and they thought his skill wasn't up to par. Or Tom Brady, if, if the Patriots sit up there and say his skill ain't up to snuff, even though they got him under contract, and they say they want to trade him, they trade him. Mm-hmm. That player getting blindsided. How you know that player? Like I'm loyal to this franchise no matter what. You trade that line. But I'm, but I'm, but I'm saying teams do this all the time. So I don't. Teams come out. Teams talk behind closed doors. Teams come out all the time and say this player is going to be traded down the trading block, and they do it. So a player has no right. But now you see players trying to take it into their own hands. But what's the what's the big deal? We go when we talking about the agent thing. If you take away the right for me to have my own agent, mm-hmm. man. What, what I'm playing for? Mm-hmm. I don't have no rights. I'm just a slave. I'm, just, I'm not yeah. just a slave, but I'm I'm, I'm something. Yeah. You got rights to me, like I'm a piece of product. Yeah. And I have no say so here. So it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna take this in my own hand, and I'm gonna trade out of here. I'm gonna get on out of here somehow, some way. Season don't look too good to me. Right. I'm leaving anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let them go and get their first started to get some new players mm-hmm. or some old players that they've been want to look at. Give them a little bit more playing time, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get on out of here, and I'm gonna shift over here. Yeah. And I'm gonna go look at these players and see what kind of role I can do. What I, what I'm, who I'm gonna yeah. be over here? And I'm out. I got a house over here. My family probably already gone. I understood. Understand. So it, it, I understand. mean, it's 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 it's, 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 a, it's a win-win for yeah. both. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. I just, I'm you just. Can, you can look at new talent. You know? Yeah, but yeah. I, I just the man wasn't getting help. You can splice it however you want to. I'm just saying for them seven years, you looking at one, I'm looking at all seven. He didn't have the proper help. And people can say the market. People can say uh, the team got injured. People can say whatever they want to. At the end of the day, I got one of the top people on my team in my organization, and he didn't have help. Nobody wanted to come that way. So exactly. the, the, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Go that, but again, that's not on the, that's not on him. That's the team. So if the team's not fulfilling what I need them to fulfill, I have to make the best decision for me. So again, I think behind closed doors, he went and said this. He's like, if y'all don't do something, I'm going to do something by myself. And they didn't do anything. They still didn't do anything. They still didn't do anything. So Well, and then on top of that, again, so I'm going to go back to other players wanting to go down to New Orleans. It's, 
they probably did. The, I, I'm pretty sure their organization wanted to give, give Anthony Davis as much help as they could. I'm pretty sure they wanted to. Any organization want to win. I'm pretty sure they want to do that. But at the end but of the day, they didn't. It, and it's Man, not. Look, look. Seven years, what you do? Yeah, look, 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 look. Hear what I'm saying. All right, you got Drew Holiday. All right. He's a pretty good player, all-star, former all-star. And then it's just Anthony Davis. I I can only make, and I've been talking to teams. I can, it, there's only so much I can do. If a player, if I wanted Jimmy Butler and he don't want to come to New Orleans, if they ain't want his destination, he can't go. If I want Paul George, I can't. What I'm, what I, what I, can I give up for Paul George? First round picks, and some players. Then the roster going to be depleted. What if I want to get some more players? I mean, that that's not some. That's not their fault. Well, who is it? Yeah. Yeah. Right, you the GM. You, you the, the GM. Yeah, okay, you you can try, but look, all the free agency stuff that happened again. They people players don't want to come to New Orleans, not. Well, no. Nah, so why? No, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. So, so you just, said, we just said, hole, you just said players don't want to come to order. So why are you mad that he doesn't want to stay in New Orleans? I just said fulfill his contract. Let's just, hey, let's say you get You, you, see you want to be a little bit more personal. Why you want to be in Louisiana? Okay. That's what I'm about to tell you. That's what I'm saying. These dudes are human. That's my thing. Because you're airing on the side of Steve Kerr. Hold on. Let me get mine. So you're airing on the side of Steve Curry. My only thing to you is look at Steve Curry as if he's your boss. You're not happy with what's going on, and we're gonna say you under contract. You're not happy. You made it very known. You want whoever's very best assets, right? So, what do you do if you're not being valued? Because we can relate this to your real life. So, what do you do? Pay more money. Pay? No, no, no. You, oh. it's, it's not. It's not just about the money. Remember, you getting paid. It's all about this because he turned down a super a super max deal. It's about what are you doing? I'm your best person, right? Mm-hmm. You, you the employer. I'm the employee. You, you, I'm your best asset. I make your company go. I done made you millions and billions of dollars. I'm the reason why this thing is still standing. And I done asked you for help plenty of times because, ooh, you can relate to this. I done asked you for help plenty of times. You just asked for somebody competent to work beside you, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't give me no help. You think I'm gonna stick around my whole life? This, this, no. this, 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 I'm just saying this, this, not, this, not, this, not our. Our fathers and grandfathers saying life This is the free age, the information age. At the end of the day, the thing I love about the NBA is that the players are so much more focused on if my situation ain't right, guess what I'm about to do? I'm gonna go make it right myself. And I don't I don't need to ask the the NF, I mean the, the NBA owners, GMs, or whoever permission. I got an agent, agent, I ain't happy. What you gonna do for me? Get you out of here. I'm, I'm about to get you out of here. Where you want to go? Tell me your top three destinations. And the reason why I brought up Paul George's name because I thought about it and it just so happened I was listening to somebody and they said, well, people are mad about this is on the Steve uh, Kirk. Yeah, yeah. People are mad about AD saying what he said, but Paul George literally just signed with the Oklahoma City Thunder. We, we all saw Niles when he was down there at their party. Right. And now he's in L.A. But you didn't want to go again. You didn't want to go to the Lakers. You said you lured to Oklahoma. Now it's like, oh, he's saying he he started crawfishing too. He said, well, I mean, I signed that deal, but it was a whole thing of in a year. If it ain't right, I was gonna leave. No, sir, you signed a contract for three option, three year option with a four year deal. I mean, three year three year deal with a fourth year option, and you didn't bailed out and then blew up the whole thing. 
So this situation ain't that much different from Anthony Davis. The only thing, that's why actually were you speaking from a fan's perspective or were you speaking from uh, just wanting to have everything equally and right mm-hmm. and just fulfilling? If you're speaking from a fan perspective, well, of course you may. But yeah, but I, again, I know it's more layers to all of that from what was probably stated from what we were looking at. What's I'm that? not well, I'm talking about with the contracts, with the how many years he had left he had left on his contract. I'm pretty sure it was more to it. So if a situation isn't right, a player should fulfill his contract no matter what. I don't see a reason why not. I don't see a reason why not. <laughs> you Kevin. You you are not Kevin. your friend. So I'm not oh, friend. Hold on, hold on. No, I'm okay. Not. okay, okay, okay. Let me okay. So you telling me LeBron James at the beginning of his career. Who, who literally didn't have what no he needed, right? You're right. So, 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 so he's supposed to stay in Cleveland no matter what. No, once he once he was a restricted free agent. No, boom, what? no, no, no. What? I'm saying they wanted to sign him. Okay, he wanted to win. Okay, you telling me if they would have signed him, I don't care if he was under contract or not. That didn't that didn't make a difference to me. You telling me that you supposed to sit up here? You you literally had give me no help, and I boost economies wherever I go. And you're what, telling me I'm supposed to stay? I'm just saying, forget a contract. And what did he do when, in 2010? What what did he do? But I'm but I'm saying he I'm, left he left Cleveland, go went to Miami as a restricted free agent. I'm saying that's a unrestricted free agent. I'm saying though, regardless, I'm 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 this I'm saying I'm relating the same. Anthony Davis, no help. He stayed. He signed again. He gave them because this is his second time with them, right? They gave him no help. You telling me he's supposed to wait till his contract? Exactly. Don't exactly. Exactly. Now he made my point. He just made How'd my I make point. Your point? How? He, what did he do? What did he do? You said he's so did Paul the George. Per, the first time. I don't know. We talk about Paul. We talk about Anthony. What's the difference? No, 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 no. What's the difference? R- Ricky R- at this Ricky deal. Guess what he did. Guess what he just said? He signed his contract. You didn't have to. You could have went elsewhere, right? So Paul, but get, Paul George that, but, did the same thing. But guess what? We ain't talking about Paul. We talking about Anthony Davis. Let me ask you a question. What's the let difference? Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. If you, this is like a rookie. I can't control where I go. All right, you can't. I can't control who signed me. True. I can't control none of that. True. I can't control the people you put around me. True. I can't control none of that. So okay. maybe. If he resigned, he probably said, "Okay, I really love this place. I really love the people. Mm-hmm. I really love this, and uh, I'm resigning. I'm, I'm gonna do a new deal." Okay, but in that second, in that second deal, you didn't get everything you wanted. So I was like, ah, "You know, I'm, I'm just here now. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm tired of this. I'm out." You, all right, you can do that, but. At the at the end, you have to fulfill that contract. I'm trying. You didn't. You didn't have to sign it. If you it, all right, look, look, and this and this goes back to players. They players want to be leaders. Like he could, he could have been. He could have been jumped the LA. He could have been and went to the Lakers. He, you could have been there all of that. Okay. Well, why why wait? Why wait? Why wait till LeBron comes? Can like, I? Can I? Can why, I? Why you? Why you? If if you know that situation and everybody knew, so you mad because he went to go play with LeBron? I know. Of course not. So I'm not mad. Okay, so let, let, me, let me ask you this. Having said what you just said, players sign a contract, right? And they got to fulfill their contract. So why do teams constantly trade players? Oh, no, teams constantly so trade said, players. So you'd rather let them have all the power to remove Anthony Davis if, he, if they wanted to trade He's a fan of New Orleans. I think that's why he's No, no, no. In the beginning of this season, they wanted to let him go. If they wanted to let him They wanted him. to trade him after 20 games. Okay. To wherever they want to be. It's okay. It's okay to do this? Trying to see. I mean, that's, that's, they said, I mean, all right, I'm going to be honest. 
if from coming from a player standpoint, I I, I would feel betrayed. I would feel betrayed if it comes from a player standpoint. So why is it okay for a team to do it though? Because you say it's okay for a team to so do it's it. A bit, I, I just look at it as okay, they are a big business. They're a corporation. They make money. I'm a, and I'm my brand. And I'm a, I'm a small business owner, making a lot of money for myself. I got to do what's best. What's what's best for me and my business mm-hmm. because I am a business. I'm your. I'm a piece of your business, but I'm my own business. Yeah. Well. That's awesome. Yeah. But so I got to do what's best for me. Understood. If it's part of the game within the season. And I think that I, I'm, I'm sinking it. I got to go. Right. Don't. I just, yeah. I'm just, I just. I don't know. I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, from there. Contract out. Just, just, all right. Look, look. How you feel about Zeke as well? Do you think he should play his contract out? Or or you think it's right for him to do what he's doing? Yeah. Huh? Let's go back to, let's go back to the layers. Forty thousand dollars. No, we talk. We just we just talk about whether the player should or they shouldn't. Should he play out the rest of his contract or should he hold out? Is he under contract? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's not. Well, I think he should play. Damn. Even yeah. if he's a, even if he's in his fourth year, what if so, he's exceeded? So what if expectation he, you put on the table and it's, it's, it's up for grabs now? You can renew it. You still think he should play it out? So even what? With this three million dollars and. Well, watch. I feel like I'm worth ten or twelve. What, what, what about KD? You don't agree about him playing, do you? What you mean? When he played and got hurt, what if he didn't get paid? Like, cause that's the whole thing. If you get hurt, your your value goes down, right? Yeah. So it was major. So if and I'm just and the reason why I say Anthony Davis and Paul George is the same thing. Only thing Anthony did was come out and and state his stuff out loud. Mm-hmm. Paul George. Did the same thing when he said, okay, I ain't happy here in OKC, just like Anthony Davis. I'm not happy, right? Mm-hmm. I need a change of scenery, right? I want to go back home. I don't want to be on the team with LeBron. Ooh, Kawhi, guess what? You going back? You thinking about it? I am too. I'm going to talk to my agent. But you just signed a contract and said you was happy. What's the difference? That's them, man. I'm talking. I'm, trying, I'm straight talking. And then David. Nah, man. dude. Nah, dude. They man. say they the same thing. I, I, that's why I ask you though. You, if you're talking from a fan's perspective, then mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. But if it, it it can't be the same. It, you can't say you just talking about Anthony Davis when they literally are the same person right now when it comes to yeah, what situation. I, I, okay, man. All right, no, no PC. He should have stayed too. Paul Jordan, if you signed that contract, he should have stayed too. You knew what you was getting yourself into. You knew what you was getting yourself to. All right, man. Yeah, got me, man. No, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I, I'll keep going. But that's you signed your contract. You knew what you was doing. You knew what kind of money you was getting paid. You knew what kind of person. You know what kind of player Russell Westbrook was. So, hey, you signed it. You should have stayed. And if they didn't trade him, oh well. I guess so, man. You didn't really make your case on that one. I think I did. I think we should get into the last question about the cocky and arrogance thing. Mm. You want to do that? I know it's up to y'all, man. We could do that. Hold on. Yeah, we could do that. So this is a wrap right here, y'all. This first interview, pretty good, huh? Yeah, well, uh, man, I, I appreciate being on. Oh yeah, no, we appreciate you, man. We gonna we gonna definitely have you on. We we got some some topics we didn't quite get into. 
kind of ran a little dead with time, but we we definitely gonna be back. This this is this is pretty good right oh, here. Yeah. But go ahead and tell the people where they can find you at plug plug that social media in there real quick. Man, you can uh follow me on IG at uh young king young king underscore three one eight. You can follow me on Facebook at Nicholas R Bedford. I don't really do Twitter a whole lot, but I, I do have a Twitter. It's gonna be young underscore king thirteen. Mm-hmm. And I also want to shout out uh, Joe Corey. He was uh, he he helped me analyze and, and go through the CBA and come up with some good stuff and help me understand. So that's how I know this stuff on a deeper level. Um, I really appreciate that, Joel and Sports Management Worldwide. Thank y'all, and also thank y'all, man. I oh, appreciate yeah. y'all. Um, no, thank bro, you, man. Ain't, ain't thank you. Love, bro. Yeah, so. Ain't number love. Thank you for y'all. We thank y'all for listening again. BottomLineSportsTalk.com. Subscribe on there. We got some stories posted on there. You can also find the podcast. We are on Spotify, Google Play, and now Apple Podcasts. The Bottom Line Sports Talk is this. Share it with your friends. Oh, invite really? them. Join the conversation. On social media, we are BL Sports Talk 51. That's on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we got to get the Facebook page up and running, but BL Sports Talk 51, Instagram, and Twitter. And then you want to wrap I just thank y'all. Thank both of y'all, you know, for encouragement, for pushing, for pushing me to be a better person. So I just want to say big shouts out to y'all, big shouts out to the listeners, uh, to all the loved ones out there. We love y'all. Keep, uh, keep us in y'all prayers. And good things are bound to happen. Good things are bound to happen. Oh, yeah. What you listen to? What music you got? Oh, Smoke Dizzle? No, no, just what you listening to, fool. Oh, what you mean? Give me a song. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Got anybody? Webby? Thundercat. Thundercat. Them changes. I don't have no song. You ain't got nothing? Nothing. What you listen to? I went to church on Sunday. Hey, that's beautiful. Oh, more than ever. (laughs) 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 Oh, I won't complain. I won't complain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need to check that out. Check that out. Wow. Hey, I just, I just want to say, man, I don't know where I'm gonna be at for the next this next year coming up, but hopefully, man, it's 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 looking very promising. So we'll see. You know, clients and I don't know. We'll see what's, what's next. Yeah, we plan on having more guests. A relocation is happening real soon. It's I'm gonna I'm say this and I'm gonna end it on this. Okay. If y'all don't know, it's some real stuff happening this year. Faith is what's gonna get you there. Jump out on it. It's, it's, it's not gonna happen in no safe, comfortable place. You just gotta jump out there and get active. What's the saying? Uh, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Shit, I'm comfortable. Make me move, bro. Yeah, yeah. me do some stuff. Cause I'm uncomfortable right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, I'm dead. I'm, I'm serious. I'm uncomfortable, but no, I just want to say that there's some things going on in all our lives that's that's you know transforming and, and, and really coming into place. I just want to encourage anybody if you got something you want to go after, go after it. What every ounce of your being go after, cause it ain't gonna happen on the safe side. Oh man, don't ever get complacent either. But yeah, we're going to end it on that note. 
Appreciate you for coming out, my brother. Thank oh, you. man. Thank y'all, man. I appreciate We're you, bro. See y'all next week. Appreciate you. Peace.